Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influencers of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influencers. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Yes, right around the country on the Triple M Network. That is 49 stations and on the brand new listener app. Today we welcome a band, the definition of hard work, not only on the road, but in the studio, pushing boundaries creatively and having fun along the way. And they've given us some anthems, haven't they? Broken Bones, Lanterns. It sounded good last night at the Mushroom 50. Good law, greatest mistake. Time and, again, I keep on and we're loving the new stuff we're getting too. Let's go running down Smith Street, singing whatever we want, because it sounds so good. Smith Street, and last week we got Lion. Exciting times and awesome to welcome back the lads from Birds of Tokyo. Hello, hello. Hey, Kenny, it good to see you. What an intro, my man. Uh, hey, well, amazing. Hey, good to see you. Hey, uh, how are the heads this morning? We are, we're coming to you after the Mushroom 50. That was the ultimate, like, swan event, right? I feel like everyone that's ever been in Australian music was there. It was huge. Yeah. Yeah. It massive. was definitely a bit of a... Um, uh, not so much a time warp, but just uh, yeah, just to see that many artists under the one roof uh, at the same time was uh, amazing. Yeah, such a good showcase of artistry. And like backstage, as we were saying before, like wherever you turned, there was like just an icon, 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 <laughs> icon. It was like it was, was insane. It was, it was insane. Let's talk about your, hang on, 48 hours leading up to then. Because I reckon just performing at something like this is crazy enough as it is. Friday, you went to Rod Laver and you soundcheck. Talk us through your weekend. So Friday we all flew in from different points of the country where we live. We yeah. met, uh, we got in, um, sound checked at Rod Laver and that sort of went to lunchtime and then we bounced on a flight later to Mildura, got into Mildura that night late. We were um, massively a, delayed because massive delay. lightning hit yeah, oh, Mildura that's, Airport. It, it hit the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what happened. So like lightning hit the Mildura tarmac and cooked it so that we were delayed got in late um saturday we got up um got organized and played uh the red hot summer festival in mildura which was sick nice and then sunday morning bounced out of mildura to get to melbourne to play the rod labor to play the event last night so Dude, a lot going on yeah how, yeah how do you go like after like you know you guys play a festival slot and like having to restrain yourself i find that hard because i feel like at a festival it's the easiest spot <laughs> to have a beer like after you finish watch the other bands yep You've, you've definitely got to pick your own battles, yeah. as we say. Pick and choose your battles, as Physical we say. and mental. <laughs> Both. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to learn where to, where to um, cap it. But we yeah. learn, you know, we learn yeah, as, we're yeah. getting, as we're getting along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, last time I had you in, man, we were talking about performing at the AFL Grand Final. I want you to listen to this. There's no stairs connected to the stage yet. This staircase comes flying out, clips into the stage. <laughs> they go, 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 go. And they're yelling. And we literally got up there and we had like four counts come in. Dude. And we were on. So that's playing the AFL Grand Final Entertainment, right? Yes. Explain the difference between doing that and last night. Well, last night also, too, is a is a broadcast event. So, like, it's literally to the second as well. Like, we saw the run sheet to it, and there's, like, 50 artists playing one or two songs. It's an absolute nightmare. So, And we're sitting there last night. 
Like there's a massive screen and under it is a whole huge, let's call it a lazy Susan. So you're standing on the other side of lazy Susan <laughs> backstage and they literally just spin you out when it's your time to go and whoever throws to you. Yeah. And last night we were lucky, um, Kate Sobrano through to us. Nice. Again, it's handful of seconds and you hear the click and it's like, go. I mean, it's, it's all to TV. It's all live. Yeah. So if you cook it. You cook it. <laughs> I, I felt like you guys nailed it, though, with the lanterns. You know, like everyone had their phones up. You know, no one else it had that. It was so thought, cool. Yeah. Man, that crowd last night, honestly, at Rod Laver were unreal. They were vocal. They were so engaged. And, like, as soon as I asked them, like, you know, let's, let's light this room up for the people at home, you know, which is super cool. Everyone dug in, got their torches out, and the place looked incredible. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. It was wicked, man. How was after? Did you guys get much of a chance to watch any of the other acts? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I got down there early. Um, I mean, I've been wanting to see Frente for like twenty odd years. How and cool every, was that, right? Every time they, you know, very occasionally puts a, a show together, we're, we're always busy with something else. Um, That's the way it works. Yeah, in music, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, Temper Trap. Um, yeah, yeah uh, uh, so many great things. What are Gadinsky kind of stories come to your mind when you think about Michael and MG? MG for us, he was always very good to us, and 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 one of his superpowers was the rev up talk. So when we started doing things like um, grand finals and whatnot, we were sort of accustomed to big shows, but they're big shows, right? They're kind of big pressure shows. So he would literally get on the phone as we're heading into the gig and oh. jump on, I'll jump on the phone, and go, right, oh boys, here we go. Today's the day. We're gonna give it to him. No backing down. Like full proper pep up, rev up chat. So. And that re- that helps, man, because yeah. like walking into like I'm using AFL. Done. We've been lucky to do like a number of really big things, but yeah. AFL Grand Finals, they you need a pep man, and he, oh, he never cool. backed down. Yeah, he was awesome for that. Did yeah. you get a pep last night, or did we like an internal prep? Um, we were pretty pepped going in because we got to the, the the venue early enough to figure out the scope of the gig. Yes, and it was important. Big <laughs> man, like a sold out. Yeah, Rod Laver. Oh, it was pumping. Dreams, man. Hey, yeah, it was sick. I was checking it. Twenty years next year. You guys, yeah, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> time flies, right? <laughs> right, jeez, it's crazy. Holy shit, yeah, 20 years, man. 20 years, yeah, yeah, it's wild. Do you remember yeah. your first show? Oh, Ooh. god, I feel you will recall this better than I will. Um, yeah, it would have been 2003, yeah, I was gonna say, but we weren't even called Birds of Tokyo then, we had no oh, name, yeah, actually. Um, I think, was that the Newport? It's Newport, we were called, oh, WA, we called ourselves something dumb like the oh, nouns or something, yeah, it's because we had no words, we had, yeah. and we had to put something on a post. <laughs> I remember that show, the Newport, you're right, in Fremantle in Perth, that's a good one, yeah, yeah, totally. And that was back when we, we had a we had a bunch of songs, I don't know if they're any good, we had one that we felt was good called um, Russian Roulette, yeah, and, um. And that was kind of the the one thing that gave us confidence to get on stage was that song. We're like, exactly, hey, this, this is a pretty good song. We could yeah. roll this out with the other ones. And, and then it and- took about another three or four years to write a second good song. <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> Talk us about the new one, man. I feel like you guys are on a pretty good creative streak at the moment. Like even though you guys don't live in the same kind of states, like how often are you guys swapping around new music? Like how's that process work? We're, we're, we're constantly swapping around new music and getting together when we can and yeah. it's just a matter of what, what sticks and when. But the thing around Lion, if we look at our live set and sort of walking into this whole festival summer thing ahead of us, we're, we're, we've been looking for something that has a lot of drive in it and like something that sort of kind of kicks in with the, the rock part of our set. So nice. Lion, we had the demo sitting there. Um, and sort of had to find the lyrics. All the vocal parts were there, but once we found the sort of lyric for it, and that really brought the song up, like it just, it drives, it pumps. Yeah. And we played it for the first time in Perth, 
a week ago and played it for the second time in, in Mildura and live. It's just feeling great, man. Yeah. Like it's, for, as, a, as a player, I mean, and, and the, the, mm. the, the crowd's connecting. It's, it's feeling good, but, you know, playing it, it's wicked. Quite yeah. instant, man, like Smith Street too. Same thing, very, right? Like very anthemic choruses, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Smith Street is such a fun thing to play live as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're digging in. It's, it's feeling good. Sick, man. So how often are you guys kind of like actually sending around demos and like getting into the studio in one spot? Because like I said, you all live in different parts of the country. How often are you getting together as a group? And Well, because we are so busy with the, the shows coming up, which wasn't actually planned, they just kind of keep coming we're up. We're supposed and we... to actually take time off too. too yeah, right? that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. So yeah, it was pretty much only in the past couple of days we've gone, okay, there's a a five-day gap between two shows in January. All right, yeah. we, we've got to seize the moment there, you know, uh, book in some studio time. And to be honest, there's only like two brackets, like that total something like 11 days in four months that, you know, that we're really going to be able to properly record something. Yeah. But, but outside of that, yeah, there's always – the conversations, the back and forth, the sharing of demos and and a lot of things that uh, wind up on people's phones, just yeah. capturing ideas as they, you know, come to. Yeah. Like so. for real, like we've got a bunch of demos and Adam will send around treatments and we'll bounce them back. And we've got a, we've actually got a space in studio where we do get together when we're in the same. Nice. So you can get there. But sometimes some of the songs, some like Mystery and Lion, sometimes they will come off a, a voice memo. Like that's the actual origin of them. Of course, we build them in and we demo them and we put them through their paces. Yeah. Some of that stuff, some of those things are like, oh, you know this thing? It's like, oh, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Nice. Let's hit that. Yeah. So yeah. as much as we send files and we work on demos, we've all got our own kind of working setups. Nice. But sometimes it's literally pulling a cool idea for fun. Yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> and sometimes like I feel like if you've only got like a short amount of time in the studio together, it's good to kind of have a bit of that pressure too because yeah. you kind of have that deadline where it's just like, we're going to get to work. Man, to be honest, like I, I love it when that happens. Like when you go in with the intent is to get it done. Yeah. And if you can get it done and, and get it in within them for everybody who's committed, like just in a pure working environment, yeah. that is so satisfying. Like I feel you on that. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I love when that happens. It doesn't always happen, but yeah. when it does, it's wicked. What's yeah. everyone kind of doing when you're not doing music, you know? And you kind of, you know, I know that you're all kind of doing some producing stuff as well, like working outside. Like it's, it's good to kind of have that balance, right? Yeah, everyone's got something else going on. There's a lot of family time for us these days. Nice. Um, that chews up a bit. Yeah. And then there's just a bit of life and a bit of yeah there's really not much uh, (laughs) time for anything outside of what we're doing it it does really feel like we're being busier in these past 18 months or even what's coming up than yeah what we have been in a long time and maybe that's you know part of coming out of COVID as well so i'm i'm sure a lot of people across all industries are probably feeling like you know there's some kind of sense of normalcy that's uh creeping back in and yeah everyone just feels busier than usual yeah, and talk us about working with Scott Horscroft again. Yeah, awesome. He's cool. Awesome, Scott. Yeah, like he really is someone who we got a lot of um, a lot of trust in, and we're super comfortable around it. We've been working with him on and off for like a long time, years and yeah. years and years. So um, he was great. He really took the reins on um, on online. It's it's funny enough, actually. We we went into the Grove, committed to three days in the studio, and knocked it out, and had the best time. Like it was so much fun yeah. putting that track down. And then the band left and we thought we had the song done, the version of, of, of what we assumed and I was feeling good. And then he sat in his studio. I think he locked himself in his studio <laughs> yeah. for two days and didn't leave. And he came back with, with a rearrangement of the song, just a slight tweak, but a tweak enough. And played yeah. and goes, hey, was just thinking, what are you guys, we just did this and this, what do you think? And everyone heard it went, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Actually, yeah. all right, cool. So, which is great because anybody who sits outside the band, um, you know, you never, when you're so close to it, and you know this, you're so close to it, any sort of producer worth their thing, they will hear something, it's just outside your parameter. Yeah. And when it comes back in, you're just like, oh, God, why didn't we think of that? But yeah. yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> hey, yeah, describe yeah. the Grove for our listeners, what, what that studio space is like. The Grove... Uh, it's kind of out like in West Gosford, would you say? Yeah. Sure, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, It's a wicked, wicked studio. Um, there's two parts to it. It sits on a huge property with a number of dams. There's accommodation there. There's like a little retreat out there. It's like your one-stop shop. It's real cool. Um, and even like just walking into it. I mean, we're super familiar with the place now. It kind of feels a little like home, but yeah, nice. even just walking along on the walls, there's so much history on the walls with all the records that are done there, yeah. the previous owners and stuff. Like, there's a lot of history. Was it, wasn't it. it built by Gary Beers yeah, from yeah. In Excess? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. The history to it is actually mm. really, really cool. And it's one of those spaces, I think, too, for creatives. Like, you do want it when you walk into these studios or these compounds, which is kind of more this beautiful compound that is, you want to forget where you are. It allows you to yeah yeah that's good, that's good call. It allows you to really focus on why what you what you're there to do yeah. Um, I think once you close the, the the gates to that thing and you you're on the property, it's wicked. And everyone's in the same spot too. You're right. Yeah. You don't have people coming and going because it totally. is so remote. Yeah yeah. Uh, new music's great. I love what you got coming up too. I want to take a little bit of a trip though. I took a walk so this game is called Memory Lane. So what I'm going to do is uh, Jules and I outside. We've gone through your gig history, and we've plucked out just random ones. Now, we want to see what you remember about it. You might not remember the actual gig, but you might remember hanging out with someone backstage. You might remember going, like, toing and froing. Anyway, I'm going to go back to 2007 when you played the big doubt with these guys. So we had the Killers. We also had Tool. Uh, My Chemical Romance, Muse. You also did some touring as well with what? Any memories from the big day out? Uh, big day out. Uh, if that was 2007, my early oh, was it was a 2008. It was like a 40 degree day, and I remember love it. The, love the, it. The, the 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 pedal board that I think Sparky had actually had a thermostat on it, and was reading much more than that, like 30. Six or something on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's the first time we'd ever worn shorts on stage. That's what I do remember. <laughs> and we felt like, the, well, I felt like the biggest dork <laughs> wearing shorts and like a trucker cap and some shirt. And I was like, God, it's just too hot to wear jeans. I'm going to die here. Like, yeah. But <laughs> was 2007 the first time we played Big Day Out? So we were in, because it was when it was at Claremont Showgrounds and we were playing inside the pavilion. And we had, oh, no, you're right. Yeah, no, oh. you're right. Um, that particular show, the hot one, was around the 2000, 2008, yeah, but you're yeah. right, the pavilion. Because earlier, that was our first big day out. Yeah, we yeah. hadn't played to any more than probably 400 people or oh, something to nice, that point. Nice. And then I remember pulling back the curtain and there was like 6,000 people <laughs> or something, and that, half of us panicked. Hard. Yeah, yeah. only. It was that genuine kind of nervous energy. Oh, dude, that which, was actually a fairly yeah. significant turn in, in mm. our expect what what we were doing because he's right we'd only played like really small pubs and clubs and then we got an invitation to come and play i think did something get at radio did maybe off kilter or something yeah something clicked something yeah something Something clicked and we got off to do the big day and it was overwhelming how many people rocked up to that spot at that point of the day and we were shitting bricks absolutely good fun though yeah remember meeting any of the bands or on that run i remember meeting the dudes from trivium they played 
after us on the same stage and they were like metal warlords. They were super yeah, cool yeah, dudes. Yeah, nice. um, on the same stage, I can't remember before us. No, it was, um, oh, God, spacing on it. Uh, Australian? I want to get free. Oh, the Vines. The Vines. Played it and killed it. Played one of the best sets I've seen them play. Yeah. Oh, my God, they were awesome. They yeah. were kicked ass. Um, can't remember who else. That's all right. We'll go uh, one year later, New Year's Eve, Phillip Island, Pyramid Rock. On the water, probably the hottest festival in the country. It was at the time. Also, Living End. Cheaper. copy. Fat Fetty's Drop. Midnight wow. Juggernauts. Little Red. Love Midnight Juggernauts. Any memories from Phillip Island, New Year's Eve? Well, have, have we only played that festival once yeah. or have we done it twice? I think it's only once. Okay, because... I get confused with Pyramid Rock, and that's going back a bit. So, But yeah, Philip Island. That's Pyramid, oh, that yeah, yeah. Pyramid Rock. So oh, that was, wow. that was the you... one that got rained out. Remember, the weather was... Oh, were you there on that one? Absolutely shocking. Oh, and came in, hey? I mean, mm. given the location, when mm. the weather gets bad down there, it's, you know, torrential. Did you play? I think we were lucky enough to play, but some others kind of got rained out. Yeah. yeah and yeah, it wasn't... A great time from memory, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you you know you've got those challenges. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, quite recently, a few years back, like you'd be in one state and there'd be bushfires, and then you go to the next gig in the next state, and there were floods and yeah. you know venue changes. You know, 100%. when we were doing Falls Festival and yeah, that kind right. of thing, and yeah. it's always all right. One year later, you played Coaster Festival, which is on Gosford. You had bands like Blue Juice. We also had Illy. Is that really but this is what I want to ask you about. Cypress Hill played that festival as well. Do we have any memory of Cypress Hill? Uh, I remember watching them and yeah. thinking it was good, but also I got I got to admit, like like bit of a fan, like Black Sunday, that yeah. record, yeah, ripped my head off, man. Yeah, it is some of the coolest <laughs> shit out. So yeah, to sort of witness it in the flesh, like so so far on from then, and they still had it, like still killing it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then also too watching a crowd like so. Far on from that, yeah. fully reacting. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Thank you for that memory. I completely forgot about no, that's that. That's all right. Let's yeah. keep it going. Uh, home back. Now, I reckon you guys have done this a few times, a bit like us, but they started to have international bands on as well. On one year you played, there was Tame Impala, there was Blondie, Angus and Julia, Last Dinosaurs, Ponds. Doesn't need to be this one, but any specific memories from Homebake along the journey? All Australian Festival in Sydney, the showgrounds. No, not the showgrounds, in the domain. Domain, yeah, 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 domain. I've got a funny feeling that we had a lot of other stuff on, and we were kind of in and out, mm, which that, happened a lot. That happens, yeah, yeah. Um, because just hearing you mention all those acts, I would definitely remember yeah. those sets. And I don't. <laughs> Were Tame Impala on that? Yeah. Yeah, I do, actually, you know what? I do remember that. It's kind of one of the first times I sort of got a chance to actually probably see them. See them oh. and go, wow, yeah, get it. Yeah. I don't know where Nicola. I was. Yeah. So whether we, I don't know, yeah, again, where, did we just come in late and just make the show? That happened a lot too. We literally mm. rock up like an hour before the show. It was super stressful. Yeah, for people listening, like that actually happens a lot. Like you go through times where it's busy, where you've got to be in Perth and you've got to be in Canberra then you've got to be in Adelaide and Melbourne, like pretty intense touring, right? And that's mm. back. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, there's a pretty good chance, even though it's stressful these days, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different story, man. Can't do it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. talk to me about being in the road with this band. Oh, power. 
Must have been pretty cool. 2017. Was that their farewell kind of jury thing? Uh, They're back back then. No, they did a a couple of other things after that. Um, They did. um, No, that was a career... Defining yeah. moment, like really, highlight for it us. It really yeah. was, and then like you know, like you, once you witness a band like that, you understand why people speak the way they do about that band. Like just incredible performance. You don't realize how big, like sonically, the band is. Like Rob Hurst as a drummer is awesome, and he, and his approach to playing is sick. And then you realize how guitar driven, almost. Punk's a bit misleading, but there's a lot in the the actual guitar rock of that band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're a big, big band. Talking about playing, yeah, this is when they're in the mid '60s as right. well. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Real cool. Real cool. Do you, do you remember, like, sometimes you remember you are when you get the good news. Do you remember where you were when you found out that you were doing that tour? Well, I think we had probably been pestering our management. Oh, it's same for, management, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're like, is there just this tiny little chance we could be able to do just one of these shows, oh, yeah. please? I reckon, I reckon we dropped that way early, like way <laughs> like years ago. Hey, look, we, it's in know, the contract. We, we, we know that Midnight Oil are on the roster. If it ever happens, great. Yeah. And then crickets for, for years. <laughs> yeah. And then, then a man kind of goes, hey, by the way, remember that thing? You guys came, we're like, yep, oh, yes, yes, That's yes, so yes, good, yes. man. And what would they like to hang out with and kind of like see, you know, in between gigs? Oh, lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Su- super cool dudes. Yeah, actually really, really humble and kind of dudes that you can tell who have done it yeah. and been there for a long time and are just kind of happy to chat. And they're kind of, a lot of their families were there and yeah. you can tell that it's, it, it, it's a good segue into three years later. Blood Moon tour, Cold Chisel, and Magic Dirt too. What a lineup! Yeah, yeah, that was solid. Yeah, that was solid. I have a memory of that tour, um, and it was the venue down in Wollongong. You know, the one that f- faces the the beach. Mm. So yeah, that's a massive one. outdoor oval. And I'll say a reference to you, Westy, to jog your memory. It's where Mikey tried to get on the train, fell over, and hit his head. Remember that? Did we, did we get that story? That's not, it's a, it's a, all right, all right, cool. Anyway, wicked <laughs> venue. It sits there, and like the, the 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 backdrop is the beach, and then the sun sets, and it's just awesome. And that was that was one of the things where, like, maybe similar to like the oils, where you witness cold chisel, full strap, and it's again you you realise, oh, that's why this band mm. is what they do, and like. That that whole chemistry between Barnsey and Mossy, mm. um, yeah, people not, talk about that. Not so much as like guys who 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 are two singers, but as as guys in a in a, in a band. Ah, oh, man, it's it's awesome. Like that yeah. band still smokes. And what's Jimmy now? He's like sixty seven. Sixty seven. Yeah, yeah, he's getting up there. Still killing it though. It's just like, man, it's impressive. And PK too. Yeah, the same people. <laughs> PK man, awesome. Yeah, awesome yeah. indeed. He he's like. It's a different type of thing, or maybe it's the same sort of thing. But when we watch artists like Paul Kelly. It's like you strap up and you and you sort of put your hands in your lap and, oh, yeah. and you watch and you're just like, oh, this is like I'm getting I'm getting taught so yes, many things. Yes. Like I'm learning, learning from this dude. Yeah, um, who's probably one of the the greatest songwriters of um, of our time, anyway. So, and when you meet them, you want to be on your best behaviour too. You want to be like, you know, just play it cool and you try. Do it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You just come yeah. off like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was uh, another, speaking of highlights on that tour, I mean, you mentioned Magic Dirt before. Like yeah. I used to go watch them yeah, nice. all the time, you know, when I was younger. 
you know, Friends in Danger, one of my favorite records. Like, so to see them all, you know, that many years later yeah. and be able to have those conversations with them and, you know. And they're cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you know, taking photos and, you know, there's a bit of a fanboy moment in yeah, there. Full but, circle. That's, but that's because it's, you know, 20 odd years in the making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, we're, we're pretty lucky like that, aren't we? Like, just to be able to, you know, you grow up idolizing a band and then the only industry really where you get a chance to kind of meet them and hang out with them and have a beer. Totally. Well, well, well the, the other side of that is we're, we're, we're very, very fortunate to be able to sort of get to do that now because back in the day, like we, like we were talking about this band's doing this for 20 years. Back in the day, we when we joined this band or started the idea, we thought, cool, we're going to go out and have like five or six years of the best time of our life and yeah. go out and crush the world and then party and have fun and then, of course, it's all going to fold because that's what was – happening with a lot of bands. Just, yeah. We just didn't know. But that didn't happen. And we're just, no, we're 20 years on still doing it. We actually get to sort of see the other side of things and, and there's so much more to it. Like yeah. we just don't know until you get there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, well, I remember talking to you guys before this tour. I want to hear what it was like after. Mr. Keith Urban. What was that like? I've got to say, it was incredible. Yeah. Again, yeah. like what we learned from watching Keith Urban and his band roll out that show, oh, man, it was pretty pretty insane. And then the band themselves, he's got some some of the best players we've seen. Like his band, Smoke. Yeah, cool. They were so, so cool. And they were lovely. They were so accommodating. Um, we didn't know, if I'm being honest, like what does a Keith crowd do with birds? Of course, of course. You never know. Yeah. But it was wicked. Like they really took to it, um, and we we had great great shows night after night with Keith. It was, it, it was a bit bloody sad actually when it all when it all ended. <laughs> That's it was, the other thing. It was it was really like oh god damn yeah we'd do like another ten shows man if you want to like yeah, it was cool it was real cool. Uh, did you meet Nicole? Did Nicole come along at all? No, she I'm didn't. Super disappointed. We were holding out. She's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe she'll be there in Sydney, or maybe yeah. she'll be there. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. Time. No, Nicole. Yeah, we all had our fingers crossed. We were like, come on, you know, this would be yeah. super cool, but that didn't happen. All right, one more. It's my life, it's now Tell me about that. Bon Jovi. How many yeah. shows? Completely forgot about that. There <laughs> was four or five, but <laughs> it was four or five, they yeah. were huge. One of them was at the MCG. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and I swear they had the entire like members section um, like just for catering. Like yeah. I've never oh. seen that much food in my life. Yeah. Um, but no, the, the the shows were great. Actually, he was really nice. He kind of came into the room and he was lovely. Had a, yeah, had a photo and all that kind of thing. And he totally came in and said, mm, "Yo, what's cool. up?" Like it wasn't a thing. And then, um, and I guess you know this does happen with, with 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 those bloody artists watching their show. It's like they start off with whatever. You're like, oh yeah, huge song. And the next one, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. And then and then they just start rolling out this catalog of of hits. And it's like. <laughs> God damn it, is that yours as well? Wow, okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah, so on it. What's the drummer's name? Tico. Tico. Tico yeah. Toy. Yeah. yeah, he was cool, man. He was super cool. Is he playing gloves? Yeah. Yeah, I think he Did had he? an oxygen tank next to him. I was going like, to say, is he still? Every song he was like, <gasps> you know. Yeah, I thought he was on the darts. I thought he used to give it the smoking and play at the same time. But maybe no, you know, it's, it's not an oxygen tank. Like, all these guys are on these vapes. He's just leveled up. <laughs> he's got an, he's got a tank of vape. Go he's just like Marlboros and yeah. take it in. Picked up the blueberry uh, blast. Or yeah. <laughs> now that's a blast, boys. Uh, one more game, lads. On Triple M's homegrown with Matteo, it's time for. Uh oh, it's my party or dinner. So this is called Right Party Dinner. I'm going to give you three artists. You can either write a song with them. 
party with them or the third you take home to dinner. Pick completely at random. So your three artists to choose from. You write a song with one, you party with the next, the third you take home to dinner. First act. Queen. Second act. Nothing else matters. Metallica. Third act. Jimi Hendrix. So we're writing a song, we're parting with one, and the third we're taking out to dinner. We've got Queen, Metallica, and Jimi Hendrix. In any order you like. Oh, I'm a huge Queen fan, so I would either go party or dinner. Which one are we picking? Oh, party, because of Freddie. I'd, party, lo- I'd, yeah. I'd love to see that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I don't really think of Metallica as a party band anymore. No. What um, are we doing with Metallica? Are we taking them home for dinner? It'd be funny. Yeah. Or writing a song with them. Yeah, yeah, dinner yeah. with Metallica. Nah, we want to roll with it. And that means we're taking Jimmy home to dinner. <laughs> no, I reckon... <laughs> I reckon Metallica for dinner. Yeah. Right with Jimmy. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. To, to be able to jam and flesh that'd out be, ideas. Oh, that'd real. That'd, that'd be, be amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lads, good to see you. Thanks so much for swinging by again. So much fun. We've been chatting oh, for nearly pleasure, 40 minutes. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us. Congratulations on everything, man. Everything you got coming up as well with Jimmy, Living End, Pete Murray, Casey Chambers. I can't wait to see you when you're back in Melbourne and chat again. And tell us about it. a lot thanks, of fun. Man. Thanks for having us in. For all the latest rock news, interviews and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.